Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. That kid is back on the escalator again. Hand on her. Is my boomstick. Game over, man. Game over. Welcome to the Barkin Bin. He is your host, Ben Mason. And he is your co-host, Sandra Luketic. And today we're talking 1993's Super Mario Brothers. We assume if you're listening to this episode, you have already seen this crime against Phil. <laughs> uh, first ever live action feature film based on a video game. And they, the last for a very long time. They set that bar low. Should we tell everybody why we're, uh, we're reviewing this movie again? Yeah, go for it. Uh, so this was the... What month is it? April? April. Sure. <laughs> uh, that This was the April fan uh, pick from Craig, who is up to, what, six now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, cool your jets, dude. Yeah, dude. <laughs> this made me like the wizard. Uh, that's... Mm. Mm. I, I, I mean, I'll hold my comments. Uh, we joked about... Uh, Craig being disqualified and not eligible for any more fan picks after the last one. And uh, I'm starting to think we should have made it not a joke. Yeah. <laughs> really, though. <laughs> Let's just start. I, I, I don't know how to prolong this any further. Yeah, definitely. So uh, let's just jump into the awards. <laughs> I wish. They'll be yeah. the most entertaining part of this movie. All right, all right, uh, let's get into it. Um, the film opens uh, with the music of the original game, which I have to say is probably the best part. <laughs> I mean, if you have a counter going for things that are actually Super Mario Brothers in this Super Mario Brothers-based movie, it's not going to be a long list, but here's your first. Yeah, and what's with the weird 8-bit intro about the death of the dinosaurs? Um... I guess they have to set up the storyline for the... God, <laughs> exactly. I... <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, it's not even like NES quality visuals. It's more like Link on the CDI. Like it's I mean, just... it might. they should have just gone with the NES 8-bit graphics. Yes. Use the stupid Super Mario Brothers game itself and just record footage of someone playing that. And the dinosaurs have New York accents. Of course they do, because they're in Brooklyn. Do you know who voiced them? Yeah, I took the time after <laughs> watching this movie to look up who voiced the dinosaurs. It was uh, Dan Castellaneta. Come on, man. Homer Simpson? Yep. Uh, okay. And they're also rewriting history, because now apparently the meteor that killed the dinosaurs hit Brooklyn. Well, yeah. I mean... Naturally. That's where the movie takes place. And somehow sent all the dinosaurs to a different dimension? Yes. Exactly. You Perfect. finally get it. I thought you were a history major. <laughs> yeah, that's that's <laughs> fucking useless now. It's not like the part about it being in Brooklyn has any bearing on the movie. No. So just... you could have just recorded it where the meteor actually crash landed. Yeah. Well, our, our heroes are Italian plumbers, so... Uh, they gotta Bro be in Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Uh, are they Italian? 
I mean, one is no. Actually, no, no, they're not. <laughs> and then it just cuts to a flashback from twenty years ago, where a woman drops off a dinosaur egg at a church, and it hatches into a baby. And then the woman runs into a manhole, but is stopped by a character. I don't understand why we don't have Bowser here, but it's President Koopa, played by Dennis Hopper. Apparently this scene, if I read the trivia correctly, was like expanded originally, and it was cut to the shorter version in the movie. Oh yeah, they, they cut 30 minutes out of this movie. And whoever's decision that was, thank you. Should cut more. <laughs> it, so it, we have not even gotten to our main characters. We've had two exposition um, backgrounds. Yeah. That are both terrible. Yeah. But so we finally get to Mario, the Mario Brothers. Luigi, played by John Leguizamo, and Bob Hoskins, uh, who plays Mario. Um, why is Luigi obsessed with the paranormal? And why is he a loudmouth? <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? The character Why is he sense. Hispanic? <laughs> that's that's a question. Forget the paranormal. I mean, you got to think about it, okay? When this movie came out, they really just had the one game maybe, two that had no storyline to build on. So, Dude. yeah, you can give them personality traits. It's not like ahead of time they were like, oh, okay, we'll make them obsessed with the paranormal because in 2001, we're going to make a standalone Luigi's Mansion game where he hunts yeah. ghosts. There were at least four games that came out before this movie. F fine. It, actually, yeah, this is 93. Yeah, because uh, a lot of this stuff is supposedly based off of Super Mario World. Fair. Correct. Because... Uh, you go to Dinosaur Land, Mario World, which is not in Brooklyn. I have my, uh, questions about that that I have for trivia afterwards. Since you're the video game guy, I wanted to ask you a few but things. But regardless, the games, even if you're going by the first four, right? Mm -hmm. They don't expand on the character's personality traits. You know, like... No! You know, so, okay. You want to make him obsessed with the paranormal? Give him a quirk? Sure, no problem. Uh, why is he Hispanic? I'm not saying we can't have, you know, different races or even genders for this, but he's supposed to be Mario's brother. Mm -hmm. Well, they almost cast Tom Hanks as Luigi, but because of Turner and Hooch and uh, Joe versus the Volcano being flops at the box office, they decided to go in another direction. <laughs> Tom Hanks dodged a bullet on that one. Yeah, definitely. Um, I do like that Mario is frantically answering phone calls because they need work because they're broke. And I'm assuming that Luigi lives with him on his couch or something. Seems like it. And then we get a random bit of news that girls are going missing around town. So subtly thrown in there that if you <laughs> just watch this once, probably don't even catch it. No. Well, the thing is, I only watched this once because there's no way I'm ever watching this movie again. Oh, come on. You didn't watch this before when you were a kid? Yeah, and I'll talk about that when we get to a memorable scene. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's, oh, that is so suspicious. Yeah. Um, well, the brothers... And you said Mario is answer answering the phone frantically because they need work. Yeah. 
All right. Well, if they need work, they're clearly not getting that many phone calls. Well, the thing is, they are because in the next scene, they get to the job late, even though they make it faster than they expected to and find that the Scapelli plumbing company have already beaten them to the job again. So that's their rivals at this point professionally. And we find I, that I'd say your rival should be the person who called you. You don't call two plumbing companies and have them race there. Oh, yeah, you do. If you own a business and you're having a problem <laughs> with plumbing, you're like, I'm just going to call everybody. Whoever gets here first gets that job. Okay. Um, news to me. Well, you're not a plumber. Uh, no, nor am I a person who's ever had to call a plumber for a business. Fair enough. Um, we get a bit of like news coverage, I guess, from a, a reporter telling us about university students stopping a residential property from being built because they've discovered fossils. Um, and this is where we get like the the owner, I guess, of the Scapelli Plumbing Company, who's a mob boss. Uh, oddly enough, also called Scapelli, who threatens Daisy, played by Samantha Mathis, is the head of the archaeological dig. If this was going to be this much of a problem, why would they report that they discovered the fossils? Because they're building the structure, and now they're fighting the stop of the construction. Uh, plot? Perfect. Um, next, we get where, uh, the scene where she's trying, to, like Daisy's trying to go call the university to get more funding to stop them or whatever. But we get the introductions of Iggy and Spike, played by Fisher Stevens and Richard Edson. Both yeah. actors. I love, I love these two guys so much. I'm a big fan of Fisher Stevens. Yeah. In general, I just every time I see Richard Edson, I just think of that scene from Ferris Bueller where he's one of the valets that steals the car that they drop off. Uh-huh. Uh, and it just makes me laugh. It brings a massive smile to my face. That guy is hilarious. Um, but in this movie, their mission is to abduct Daisy. Um, Mayor Brothers' truck breaks down, get an encounter with Luigi and Daisy. Luigi, obviously, smitten, and they end up eventually dropping her off the site. But there are a few things I want to bring up here. <laughs> I'd hope so. You breezed through that. Yeah. I had no time for this. No, I don't. But like I'll I'll breeze through these scenes and then I have like questions. Oh man, that's the problem with this. You you have questions. We've clearly proven already there isn't answers. <laughs> How are Spike and Iggy in this dimension? Uh because you need the meteorite shard around Daisy's neck to open it, and being in the archaeology dig area was just close enough that they somehow knew no. that it was weakened at that exact time. And uh... no. But the thing <laughs> is, as, it's, as we find out later, they're the ones abducting the women who have gone missing. So they've been doing this for a while. A while, yeah. Okay. Spike tries to catch her, but walks into a pane of glass that people are carrying in his way, and then he just gives up. Keep going. They walked past you. You stopped and rubbed your forehead. <laughs> Keep fucking going. Don't nope. go back to Iggy and be like, I foiled. Do it. Nope, foiled. Got to yeah. go back to the drawing board. And we're also led to believe that the truck is fucked. But Mario fixes the truck by putting water in the radiator. So it's not really that messed up. Uh, no, it is. It is. It's just it's $3 water. Right, he wanted tap water. Yeah. That probably wouldn't have worked as well. But three dollar water. bottled water has like extra healing properties. 
Luigi and Daisy hit it off and agree to meet for dinner, but only because Mario puts words in Luigi's mouth. Yeah. Makes no sense. And the music, the music playing during their drive to the job is way too comedic. It's way too zany. It doesn't make sense to me. The, but that, I shouldn't be surprised. That really harkens to an overarching question that's going to come up um, multiple times. So I might as well just ask it to you now. Yeah. Who's this movie for? Um, everybody at this point. Because take- it went through so many different script revisions. And for every revision you do, you it's uh, printed on a different page. Um, everybody on set nicknamed the script the Rainbow Script. Because so many things were changed constantly. Like every other page was a different color. You take a property that was clearly associated with children at the time. Yeah. Because gaming was a kid's thing at the time. Yeah. More so than anything else, right? It was actually the opposite. You know, shut up, man. Yeah. It was too dark. And they tried, they tried oh. to lighten it for a more uh, family-friendly viewing experience. Well, that, I wasn't saying the actual movie. I mean the hypothetical. You take a property oh, that is yes. okay. for children, essentially. Because back then, video games were still considered toys, right? You mm-hmm. make this incredibly dark script that was probably revised who knows how many times after that, and yet still put in a whole bunch of jokes and sight gags that are supposed to hit with kids. Yep. But in a dark movie, like I just, I'm watching it as an adult, and I'm like, I don't know if this is for me or if it was for me as a kid, but I'm thinking neither. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, at one point, there were actual strippers in this movie. Yeah. Um, but I, I think if you remove the, uh, the branding, the Super Mario name, and just made this as a generic kids film, it might work. Well, it's still a super dark movie, so yeah. there's your problem. Uh, the next scene, we get um, Mario, his girlfriend, Daniela, Luigi, and Daisy at uh, at a restaurant, um, Daisy's got a pendant that she never removes that we eventually find out has a shard of a meteor on it. Uh, and we also, she also admits that she was abandoned as a child and she and Luigi bond over that fact because he also didn't know his parents. Okay. And then after that, Spike and Iggy accidentally abduct Dana instead of Daisy. And this Dana. is where... Daniela. Uh, Dana, Daniela. Sorry, Dana's the, uh, the uh, performer's name. How do you forget iconic Super Mario's character, Daniela? Yeah, right? Also, I don't know <laughs> Spike and Iggy from the games. Like, I recognize the names kind uh, of. Like... In Super Mario Brothers 3, uh, there was all the Koopa oh, kids that were bosses yes. to the worlds. Yeah. And Spike and Iggy were introduced there. And they might have been bosses in worlds in uh, Mario World 2 as well, or in Super Mario World. Mm-hmm. But they originated in Mario 3. Where they okay. were the Koopa kids. Yeah, I remember not, that now. Not King Koopa's cousins. Sub-bosses in the game. Uh, I'm going to fly through this as well, and there's a few points that I would love to talk talk with you about. Uh, Daisy shows Luigi the excavation site. Um, they find the Scapelli saboteurs who like explode pipes. Um, rush to the apartment to get Mario because they need two plumbers to fix it. And during the fix... Iggy and Spike knock out the plumbers, abduct Daisy, and they all end up being transported into the dinosaur realm. Now, I'm really confused about the plot, which we touched on before. Um, The thought that the meteor opened a portal to another dimension 
and then all of the dinosaurs traveled through. But what they're looking at in these fossils are dinosaurs with opposable thumbs. So evolution continued that we've never heard of, but I thought the evolution only happened in the dinosaur dimension. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Never acknowledged. No. <laughs> um, I also have written here, Luigi is the more adventurous of the two. Is Luigi the main character? Um, It definitely feels like it in this, for sure. Yeah. If not Daisy. But it's not Mario. Yeah, he is... M Super Mario... Mario is not the lead of the Super Mario Brothers movie. Nope. I also did have a note here saying that the CG is at Mortal Kombat level. Mm, 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 might be lower. Might be lower. Uh, and I also found it weird that throughout this entire scene, Mario's wearing green and Luigi's wearing red. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they, they write that wrong later on. I'm fairly certain everything looked red to me at that point. <laughs> Um, and I'm not making a joke about being angry. I'm making a joke that I think my eyes were bleeding. I mean, either works, really. <laughs> uh, the brothers meet up in another cave system and find themselves in a weird subterranean version of Manhattan, which makes no fucking sense. It's dinosaur Manhattan, man. Dino-hatton. Yeah, that doesn't really work. No, that's what they call it, though. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, but try and explain the the city overcrowded fungus everywhere ridiculously violent um their technology is a mind fucking a half like it's <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to describe it like it's modern but they've tried to evolve it further and at that time make it look shittier and less functional Everything well, I feel all... like their their evolution and, and their growth in technology was more for, like, combat, military purposes. No, it's like not. survival. <laughs> Maybe. Not, like, actual convenience or prosperity like, like humans have. Yeah. And I found it really weird that, like, you noticed all of that rigging on all of their vehicles in the streets? Well, like, how... they were bumper cars? No, how they're running on wires like um, streetcars. Yeah, okay. I mean, that's kind of like bumper cars too, but okay. Yeah. Did you ever wonder why? No, I didn't wonder why. No what does it matter? <laughs> There's no fossil fuels. Oh. That might be the most clever thing in this movie, and I didn't get it. I didn't see that in any trivia page ever. I came up with that on my own, and I'm very proud of that. Dude, give yourself a pat on the back. That's pretty insightful. Yeah, if I start doing that, I'm just going to start punching myself or keep talking about this movie. Um, but why are why are people stealing babies or trying to stealing like <laughs> eggs, food? I guess. I mean, I have to assume that if they evolve from dinosaurs, there are carnivores and herbivores. Yeah, 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 sure. Although you feel like those would have to be naturally separated in that sort of environment if you're going to grow up in this world. Yeah, and you know that essentially. I mean. What, if you manage to steal the baby and eat it, you just get away scot-free? Like, we have legalized cannibalism? I don't know, this, this world makes no sense to me. No. I do have to say, though, and this is something you probably won't 
not understand, but Care agree about? with me on. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> is that it feels like they did a really good job at recreating early 80s um, Times Square, where it's just super grungy, crime-ridden, nobody wants to be there, there's too many people. It just felt dirty, and I thought they did a good job at that. But sure. uh, next we get our full introduction to President Koopa and Lena, played by Fiona Shaw, who I feel is drastically underused in this movie. But is Lena another one of the Koopa kids? No. Who's Lena? I have... Um, she's Daniela's long-lost cousin. Okay. Um, and now I'm even more confused by the plot. Um, because Koopa talks about the fact that they're stuck there while humans roam free above. So it's subterranean, not another dimension. He wants to merge the worlds. The top world is better. And they can already travel there. So why not just go? Because you need the meteor shard to cross over. You don't, though. <laughs> How? If, if Spike and Iggy are on a mission to Daisy and bring her back so she can, like, or so they can get the, the meteor shard, how is he sending them there? You're asking too many questions, man. They can already do it. Uh, no, and they if, need the meteor shard. And if they want, like, why, why would you want to merge your shitty world with the better world? Why not just go to the better world? Um... Just go through the gate. Because they need the meteor shard. They don't, though. <laughs> I hate this movie so much. <laughs> the plot doesn't make any fucking sense. Calm down. Calm down. We got a ways to go still. Uh, all right. The word is put out to look for plumbers who have Daisy's pendant. Um, everybody in this fucking dimension's a dick. <laughs> Come on, man. Are you going to make it? No. They get robbed by an old lady <laughs> with like a weird stun gun thing. Right. But then she falls off or is knocked off a walkway, falls into a car. Big Bertha, who is a nice addition to the movie that came in later rewrites, gets the pendant and then just boot jumps away. Toad, who looks absolutely ridiculous, <laughs> gets arrested for singing an anti-Koopa song. And then our boys also get arrested. It's pretty clear already that the people who made this movie do not know Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, I know. I know. Apparently, they. I don't think. Do you know who Tom Waits is? He's one of my favorite singer songwriters. No, sir. Okay. Well, they wanted Tom Waits, who's old and grizzled, to play Toad, but he was unavailable. So um, Mojo Nixon. His agent got in touch with them and they're like, how about a third-rate Tom Waits for half the price? And they're like, done deal. This guy sucks. Uh, we finally see Goombas, I think. They're called Goombas. In what world are these Goombas? I remember Goombas as like little evil mushroom dudes. Yeah, brown. Yeah, not lizards. Not oh. eight-foot-tall lizards. Why but are they, they so tall? I don't know. And why are these so tiny? Small. Anyway, they put Daisy in a room with the other abducted women. Uh, and then there's the processing and defungusing scene. And I don't understand. It's just a psych gag, right? Where they go to take the mug shots of the Mario Brothers. And it looks like they're at like... Um, like a oh shooting my, range. Not shooting range, but um, firing squad. Yeah. Yeah, but it's just 
cameras. Yeah. Funny. Hilarious. Toad explains the meteor strike to them after they've been locked up and how the meteors, the cause of the fungus strangling the city because it's devolving their king into the substance. Not exactly accurate as the movie describes to us later, but sure. I don't know uh, how we got that amount of information, but okay. I have no idea. Uh, the brothers meet King Koopa, or I have King Koopa, Jesus. I had to go back and change King to President, because President is so Koopa? much better. He's not King, though. Well, no, but he's King Koopa. Yeah, all right. Uh, who tries to, I, I have here, who tries to blind Luigi. I don't even remember that. There's so much of this movie I'm experiencing again by reading these notes. Well, I mean, first he pretends to be a lawyer. Which yeah. I thought was decent I, I, I writing. Do like, that. okay, let's try and gain their confidence and get information out of them. Perfect. But he he doesn't last long in the guise because he gets upset very quickly and tries to, yeah, gouge Luigi's eyes out. Yeah. Um. He then sends them to the Devo chamber, uh, which is a de-evolution chamber where he uh, de-evolves Toad horrible effects the when they're strapped when they strap toad to the chair drag it back put it up into that machine and you just see toad's head shake back and forth violently and turns him into a goomba why so they turned a mushroom into a lizard yep. I, they they devolved a mushroom into a lizard yep well so i mean he was never a mushroom in this again. movie clearly yeah um and we get that King, uh, King, fuck, President Koopa. Just evolved. say King Koopa. It's King Koopa. Say, all right, King Koopa evolved from a T Rex. Sure. Okay. Uh, the brothers trap Koopa in the chair and try to de-evolve him, and it pseudo works temporarily for a few seconds, and then they flee, and the fungus gives them a bomb. No reason at all that it shouldn't have worked on King Koopa. No, no reason whatsoever. Uh, they escape yet again and zip line past other prisoners, ending up in the police station and stealing a police car. There are a lot of references to the game games here. I noticed um, with like the neon signs in Dino Hat and everything. But I, with making those references, it just makes me wonder why so many elements of the game's stories are absent. Like if you're gonna try and make an original story for Super Mario Brothers, why reference everything else so haphazardly? If you're going to make an original story, why make a Super Mario Brothers movie? I guess, yeah. Uh, Luigi somehow manages to start the car because he plays video games. Not likely, buddy. No. <laughs> the Fuck video no. games of that time, you ain't learning shit. No, God, no. And even worse music. And the horrible fucking car chase. They end up on top of another car. Going in the opposite direction. Ha ha, funny. Yeah. <laughs> I ha this is what I have here. Horrible car chase. They end up on top of another car. Dot, dot, dot. Jesus Christ. Of course they escape, but do so driving through sheets of fungus before falling into a cave and the fungus saves the car. Okay. This... this I hate this movie. <laughs> I don't want to keep talking about it. Uh, Iggy and Spike interrupt Koopa's mud bath because that's a thing. Koopa demands Daisy be cleaned up and brought before him. Sure. Spike's evolved into a smarter Spike and Iggy gets the same improvement. 
If that's an option, <clears throat> why not use it more often or on yourself? Yes, exactly what I was thinking. Like, I'm thinking, okay, you're evolving or de-evolving your subordinates into Goombas so that you can have an army of useless, stupid morons that can't even follow directions. Mm -hmm. Or you can turn them into, like, intelligent beings. Oh, and but what... you don't want them to outsmart you? Then make yourself smarter, too. Yeah, and that's a problem I have, is that it makes both of them more intelligent, but they stay Koopa's goons. They are also stupid. Yeah. Let's not kid ourselves. This yeah, doesn't true. improve their intelligence. It improves their vocabulary. You nailed it. They're still bumbling somehow. Yep. Um, Daisy's given her mother's dress and the condition of her father is disgust but left ambiguous. Why the mystery? We don't need it. This movie does not lend itself to mystery whatsoever. It well, can't even answer basic questions about the plot. And what's up with the Kupahari Desert? It's like the Sahari. I know, but why is it here? Because um, they, they get away, Iggy and Spike are sent after them, and that's it. They get out. Yeah. Well, I mean, the whole Koopa Hatton is just surrounded by desert. There's nothing else in this world except for that one town. But why is the desert sunny and Dino Hatton isn't? Well, it's probably covered up in a dome of some sort to protect them from the elements of the desert. Okay. I mean, you're asking questions that there are clearly no answers to. I will try, but I'm not, I'm not asking the questions. The you movie is. Are. No, the movie is presenting me with a scenario, and it has to expect that I will respond with, "Why does this make sense? Why is this happening?" And if it doesn't tell you, it doesn't need to be there, or it's a David Lynch movie. Man, it's been a while since you've been this worked up about a movie. I'm sorry. Like, I don't want to yell. I know I've been swearing a lot, but this is what this movie does to me. Mm-hmm. Daisy awaiting Koopa meets Yoshi. Sure. Okay. Uh, he makes his, or sorry, Koopa makes his entrance and is less than intimidating. And he just slams shots before Daisy demands info about her father. And shocker, here we learn that Daisy also descended from the dinosaurs. And I mean, get, is we, that a shock? We saw her delivered at the beginning of the movie to a church in an egg. Yeah, she hatched. This is not a shock. Yeah. <laughs> oh, didn't see that coming. And then we probably have the most what-the-fuck line of the entire movie. Okay. From Koopa saying, you know what they say about little girls, don't you? They say they never forget the first time they were kissed by a lizard. <clears throat> Cringe level rising. Yeah. You know what would have been a better twist? If Luigi was the one that hatched credit out of scene? If Luigi was the one that hatched out of that egg. Fine. I don't know. I'm not saying it would be a good movie, but at least it would be interesting. It would be. <laughs> he hatches at the church and the nuns are like, uh, what do we do? But I mean, if the movie actually made you think that it was Daisy and later you find out that that's why Luigi doesn't look like Mario, doesn't know his parents. This movie's not smart enough for a twist. Just trying to entertain myself, dude. Good. I mean, you already made it better, as you tend to do. But this... He... Iggy and Spike spot the brothers, but crash their tank <laughs> following them? And Sorry. again, aren't they supposed to be intelligent? No, we've covered that. Great. Um... 
they explain the uh, the importance of the pendant to the brothers, and here we go. Again. They tell us why they need the pendant, but as we've talked about twice, they don't. They don't need it at all. And, like, all the Scapelli... They're saying that the Scapellis were responsible for the gate. That that can't be possible. As we said, Iggy and Spike have been doing this for a while now. And all the Scapellis did was break pipes. That shouldn't create a void between two dimensions. Well, I don't know if they were necessarily talking about creating the void, but, I mean, they were blasting or whatever when they found the fossils, right? Yeah. That might have been what opened that cavern where the actual wall that they went through was. Yeah. Because they don't say how long ago that was before it got shut down for the fossil dig. True. So that I can give a bit of a pass to that, like, yeah, I mean, if before that wall went to another wall. Sure. You still need the meteor, but. Yeah. I just, I'm so hung up on how they got there before that. But we'll never know. And Koopa never acknowledges the fact that he's he just says he's been sending them. Like, that alone means you can get there. Just do that. Because you need the meteor shard. Yes. Okay. Yes, we do. I keep forgetting that <laughs> fact. I keep trying to remind you. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Well, uh, okay. No. <laughs> uh, weird pan here to what looks like a completely different city that shows Daisy in a tower with Yoshi. Mario and Luigi attack garbage men with a wrench and a plunger and steal a garbage truck. And this truck's not on any rails or anything. It's just sparking the whole time for no reason, which I I guess is a choice. Yeah. Um, they all hit the club to track down Big Bertha, who's now wearing the pendant. Again, the pendant they don't need. What's up with the yellow and red suits? Yeah. Well, they get reported from the wanted poster. <laughs> Bertha punches out Mario after his advances, and then dances with him as if he success as he successfully steals the pendant. I feel really bad for her when she realizes what happened, like the uh, emoting that Big Bertha does, actually made me feel sad. Not me, man. Probably the best acting in the movie. She stole it in the first place. Yeah, here in Dino Hat, and everybody steals anything. It's not like she took a baby. Well, but. Well, <laughs> maybe. Well, maybe. Um, we don't know what she did before work. Uh, if you say, oh, it's Dino Hatton and everybody steals everything, you should kind of be prepared that things are going to get stolen then. You shouldn't yeah. be surprised and sad that your necklace got stolen. You should be like, yep, that happens. And then there's a big back and forth for the pendant. And then Bertha helps them by giving them the boots. Because she was enamored with Mario from one dance and one kiss. Uh, the fungus gives them a bomb again. Well, he tries or, to present it. Yeah. You said gives them multiple times, but yeah, he, he presents it. Yes. Um, and then they just jump in a garbage truck and assume that it's going to take them to Koopa's tower. Yeah. No reason. Mm, all of the garbage trucks go to Koopa's palace. Okay. I, I don't know if you're being serious or not, but I missed that. Oh, I have no idea, dude. Um, next we get Koopa going into the, uh, fungus brain throne room, I guess you can call it. Why, why is there a throne? Like, why would you leave it there? It was just a sentient ball of fungus dangling above the throne. Why would yeah, you we, just want him to be a fungus? We get it. We get it. Daisy's father was the king and was devolved into the fungus. Fine. 
I mean, if if King Koopa wants to kill her father, why not just kill her father? He's been trying to strangle the world that Koopa has ruled. Yeah. They, it's an, it's said that the fungus is strangling the city. You just want to kill get, it. You wanted to get rid of him. You turned him into a fungus. The fungus is spreading. You clearly got flamethrowers all over the place. And you just house it? Yeah. Like, well, this giant throne room, be- throne room belongs to the uh, fungus king that's trying to crush everything I'm ruling. We'll just Burn him away and take the throne for yourself. Yeah. Now, the boys finally get to Koopa's tower, and inside King Koopa, see, I did it, orders a pizza, hold the mammal, no worms. Ha 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 ha. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Mary and Luigi sabotage the heating system and steal costumes from a locker. Finally donning something that resembles the red and green suits. Close. Ish. Somewhat resembling. I just had to reinforce that, man. Oh, it looks terrible. Oh, absolutely. Iggy and Spike get sentenced to death. Uh, Lena's feelings toward Cooper are rejected and she turns against him, which seems ridiculous. I, I completely missed the part where Lena got the pendant and I refused to go back and try and find out where that happened. Do you remember? Uh, during the outside, like, skirmish escape before they got into the garbage truck? Yeah. It fell, and she was on, like, a lower platform and caught it. It wasn't anything clever or anything. It was a right place, right time. Great. How could this movie spare being clever whatsoever? Uh, next is, I just have the stupid elevator scene. You want to get into this? You want to explain this one? Uh, where they need to jump across the elevator, and Luigi... Says you gotta believe he's got a feeling. He's got actually, they've done this a few times in the movie where Luigi just has a a feeling and and goes with like leaps of faith, like he did when he originally went through the wall. Yeah, and he jumps somehow, doesn't feel that a hook catches him on his belt. No feeling whatsoever, nothing, whatever. And the brothers are dumbfoundedly believing that Luigi is flying. Only before Mario jumps does Luigi reach back and feel the hook, which wouldn't have stopped his momentum or anything. Like, I just don't understand how he didn't feel that. And tries to stop Mario from jumping. Luckily, the fungus was not killed by Bowser and essentially turns into a trampoline so that Mario doesn't splat at the bottom of the elevator. Mm-hmm. This whole scene was stupid. But you did jump ahead, though. Oh, I'm sorry. Were you we talking about some other scene? The stupid elevator scene. Oh, I was thinking the elevator shoot scene. Okay, yep. yeah, yeah, okay. Oh, here we go again. So the Mario Brothers decide that the easiest route to the top of the elevator is the most obvious one. Or not the top of the elevator. The top of the building is the most obvious one by just taking the elevator. Yes. The elevator starts stopping at different floors as Koopas come into the elevator. Mario and Luigi kind of just duck behind them and to the sides at first because they're dumb. Ha ha ha. They're stupid. Until it gets really full and they start worrying about getting caught. At which point, Luigi has another feeling and tells Mario to just go with it. Again, just has a feeling. No reason why. Because we don't need that. The plot doesn't want to tell you why. Just because he had a feeling. That's pretty good coverall. Mm-hmm. Slightly starts swaying the Goombas because there's elevator music. 
until they all start dancing. Yeah. And then they escape through a hatch in the ceiling. And in between that and the leap of faith that you mentioned, Lena attacks Daisy, but Yoshi tries to eat her foot. Daisy escapes. And then I have here, Toad Goomba is best Goomba. (laughs) 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 And it's true. Because earlier on, he tried to bring her food, which is just a giant tongue on a plate. (laughs) And she has my favorite quote, so I'm not going to say what she said. But she's asking, like, don't you have anything like steamed vegetables? And he's so he, excited when she asks him that, too. He's yeah. so excited. <laughs> and he eventually shows up again, this time with the steamed vegetables. But she's on the run and panics, and it scares him, and he looks at the food. It reminded me of Tucker and Dale versus Evil. It's like, the eggs! You're afraid of the eggs! <laughs> and he just panics. Um, but it allows Iggy and Spike to escape the Goombas who were going to take them to be killed. Um, instead, they get Daisy and take her to meet her father, the fungus. Uh, I do have to say, though, what happens to Toad is insane in that scene. It's hilarious. He, they just know, like, it's hilarious, and then they set him on fire. And he keeps playing his harmonic. Yeah, he can't, <laughs> his head's so small, he can't get it away from his face, so he's just spinning around in a blaze in a hallway. What we're led to believe is screaming, but the, the harmonica is jammed in his mouth, so we're just getting that. It's, it's it's funny, but it's tragic. I felt bad for Toad. Um. Then, yeah, we have the leap of faith that you talked about. It's somehow in the throne room is the main security system for Koopa Towers, and Yoshi, I don't know how, shows Daisy how to use it. He nudges his nose at her towards it. Yes. That's all all she needed was that push in the right direction. Yeah. As sad as it is, Yoshi is like the most true character in this. Yeah, agreed. They made him a dinosaur. Check. Not green. Okay, fine. There was multiple different colored Yoshis. Mm-hmm. He uses his tongue. Check. Yeah. That's yep. as close as we're going to get. I did like that while she's on the security cameras looking for the brothers, the fungus is showing them the way towards her through the tunnels by like pointing the mushrooms sprouting out of it in the direction they should be traveling. I didn't even notice that, man. Yeah. That's where uh, Luigi comes up the line, trust the mushroom, which Mario does later. Um, Luigi is just so unlikable. At this. I, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of unlikable things about this movie. Yeah. Um, Daisy introduces him to her father. Uh, only now Mario finds out that Daniela was also abducted. And this is something, and this is me digging way too deep into things. <clears throat> and he says, Daniela, I promised to take her to WrestleMania. Like, that's, is that soon? Why is that relevant? And then I thought about it. I'm like, that, at that point... That would be WrestleMania 9, which was in Nevada. Mario can't pay rent. <laughs> He's buying tickets and flying the two of them across the country? Mm-hmm. 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 Okay. Koopa declares the beginning of the invasion. Uh, Luigi and Daisy are captured while Mario rescues the girls. 
where we get the mattress slide. This is the payoff for them shutting down the heating when they yeah. first came into the building. Yeah. Was to have an iced over pipe that they could slide down. How in the world did you anticipate that being a necessity at any point? I have no idea. Have Although no idea. not a bad scene. I didn't mind this, that scene with the chase. It's definitely it's better than any previous chase scenes. Yeah, and wicked 80s metal guitar riffs in there for some reason. Yeah. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't mind like Mario hmm. using the... I'm not. I don't remember what tool it was. Wrench or whatever, you know, sticking it into yeah. the ground so that it, it hits the mattress. Them ducking under the icicles, like it was a decent little chase scene there. Yeah, although not reminiscent of any Mario Brothers game that I'm aware of, I could see something like that being in a video game. Yeah, sure. Uh, then I have a note here, just asking: Do the dinosaurs only have Devo guns, stun guns, and flamethrowers for weapons? Probably. The, the invasion's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> they come out there, and just regular guns are like, yeah, you stay over there with your limited ranged weapons. We got you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you want to kill the dinosaurs? <laughs> New Yorkers. Uh, they all reunite. Koopa fails at stopping them in a stupid action scene. And I just have here, I didn't want to type it out. I just have to describe it. I don't remember it. <laughs> Which scene was it? I, I, I went through this again this morning and I still don't remember it. It was them like, uh, oh yeah. Uh, part of it was the first time Koopa ends up in that weird, like, grain thing hanging over the street and Mario's hanging off the bottom of it and tries to convince me as the pendant with a shoelace and I do Man, love the <clears throat> you skipped over a lot there's a second time something similar happens though but oh. there's one thing at the very beginning before the action starts I love that Koopa's basically boasting what he's going to do he's just gloating and then you hear the walkie talkie and it's the security guy's like sir Sir, he's like, what is it? The Koopas are, are dancing again. <laughs> and he looks so frustrated. He's like, deal with it. Yeah. But yeah, that's when uh, Mario and Koopa start fighting. Oh, yeah, I have here Lena's electrocuted, but manages to merge the dimensions eventually. Because that needs to happen. Shit, man, you are all over the place with this. I don't care about this. <laughs> Oh, man, people are going to totally want to do fan submissions when they see what kind of effort we give them. Fine. I mean, fine. I don't I don't know what to say. I, I don't know what to say anymore. You want to you fill me in. You tell me what you remember about this scene. Uh, no. Yeah, it's not my job. I'm the producer. Oh, yeah, well, the, I guess you I guess. Yes, you are. You're hired. I just fired the previous one. <laughs> Craig was never the producer. I also have here that Mario uses the bub bomb, but he doesn't. He just turns it on, basically. Um, so the merge begins. It's finally happening. Um, the Twin Towers are still around. So that gets turned into Koopa's Twin Towers. Uh, and then Scapelli takes a stand against him, but gets devolved to a chimpanzee. And nobody's horrified by this. I Not found it really, person. really weird that in this like tense fighting moment, the standoff between Mario and King Koopa and everything, yeah. he takes a moment to stop. Be like, Monkey, yeah, Monkey. 
What are you doing? Yeah. It, Maybe you have problems with distraction. Keep your eye on the prize, man. Yeah. I don't know. I just he get yeah, he just he shoots a mob boss with a super scope and it turns him into a, a chimpanzee and people laugh their asses off because they think this is absolutely hilarious. I would have gotten my ass out of there as soon as possible. Super uh, scope six. Nice nice reference. Yeah. And Koopa turns the the Devo gun on Mario, who remembers trust the fungus and holds it in front of the gun. Then the mushroom just grows bigger and shoots back at Koopa. Um, the merge is stopped by uh, by Daisy and Luigi. We get another scene of more dancing Goombas, and Bertha gives Luigi the boots again. Where is she getting all these boots from? I don't know, man. The brothers use Devo guns on Koopa. And, like, fine, we already know, okay, like, we know that Koopa evolved from a T-Rex. Would you rather fight Dennis Hopper or a T-Rex? Trivia, both of them are extinct. (laughs) Uh, Regardless, he's eventually reduced to goo, and then we get more zany music. The king turns back into Lance Henriksen, who I'm sure regrets that choice. Why? What? Why did he turn back? I guess he evolved. Was King Koopa's mere presence keeping him devolved? I don't know, man. You couldn't even just show somebody, like, using a devolve gun on reverse on him? Anything? Oh. We're almost done. Daisy decides to stay behind because she wants to uh, basically learn who she really is. Help make things right. And then it cuts to three weeks later where Mario, Luigi, and Daniela are making dinner and showing no signs of PTSD whatsoever. And then we get the TV segment that names them the Super Mario Brothers. Daisy shows up after what looks like a horrible battle gone wrong uh, and demands their help and roll credits. I'm like, thank God we're done. And then I looked at trivia like, not done. post credit scene with Japanese video game developers in an apartment. And they convince Iggy and Spike that they're going to make a video game based off of them. And the cousins decide that it's going to be called the Super Koopa Cousins. And the movie's over! I rushed through that. I'm sorry. Craig, no, no, dude. Don't be sorry. Yeah. Don't, don't be sorry. Yeah. There's only one person that needs to be sorry here. The directors? There's multiple people that need to be sorry here. Craig. Yeah. Uh... The only thing I recognize Annabelle Jankel and Rocky Morton from are them being the creators of Max Headroom, which means you'd think that this would have been entertaining. Um, It was not. No. Obviously, there are a lot of rewrites. Uh, The writers are listed as Parker Bennett, Terry Runt, and Ed Solomon. Ed Solomon is a good writer, though. He did all three Bill and Ted movies and Men in Black. Yeah, but the fact of the matter is you're writing something you don't know and you're rewriting over it. Yeah, and you're not writing it anew. You're amending what had come like eight times before. Yeah. Again. Uh, you want to guess budgets? No. Well, it varies depending on where you check. Wikipedia has it listed as 42 to 48 million. IMDb has it at 48 million. Okay. Uh, the gross? There's a reason why they didn't make video game movies with such a large... Well, actually, I don't know what the budget was for Mortal Kombat. Maybe they did. But uh, this movie is a financial bomb. And I a think financial bomb. Oh, nice. I, I think that really goes to what you asked earlier, is who is the target audience? 
this movie's a mess and has no clear viewership base. Yeah. Wikipedia has it listed as making 39 million and IMDb has 20.9 million. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how they could have such different numbers, but I believe 39 million is global. The ratings, though, from IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes, I think a lot of people feel the same way about this as we do. Despite it being considered a cult classic now, I, I don't know who thinks that, but if any of you are listening, you're wrong. <laughs> um, uh, IMDb, what do you think it got out of 10? Oh, I know what it got. Solid 4.1. Yeah, I saw that one previously. I Did didn't he... see the Rotten Tomatoes, though. Uh, much more accurate. Much more accurate. Oh, really? Uh, tomato meter, 28%. Too high. Yeah, audience score is 1% higher, 29 Too high. I'll go through a bit of trivia I didn't bring up before. Well, yeah, I mean, we blazed through the movie. Yeah. <laughs> there was no time for that. The reason for the fungus, apparently, that's choking the city, yeah. was just their last-ditch attempt at being a metaphor for all of the mushrooms in the games. Fuck off. <laughs> Dustin Hoffman wanted the role for Mario. That would have been terrible. Danny DeVito was offered the role and... The, the uh, option to direct as well. No. Ar Ar Arnold Schwarzenegger and Michael Keaton both turned down the offer to play President Koopa. I already told you about Tom Hanks and Tom Waits. So this is, okay, I've got two quotes here. One from Hoskins and one from Hopper that just make me so happy. Okay. And this, this quote comes directly from Wikipedia. Uh, in a 2007 interview, Hoskins said, the worst thing I ever did? Super Mario Brothers. It was a fucking nightmare. The whole experience was a nightmare. It had a husband and wife team directing whose arrogance had been mistaken for talent. After so many weeks, their own agent told them to get off the set. Fucking nightmare. Fucking idiots. Uh, he and Legazama would get drunk before each day of filming and would continue to drink between takes. And Dennis Hopper said, it was a nightmare, very honestly, that movie. It was a husband and wife directing team who were both control freaks and wouldn't talk before they made decisions. Anyway, I was supposed to go down there for five weeks, and I was there for 17. It was so over budget. Yep. I'm content with this being, like, one of our shortest episodes ever, because I don't want to talk it's about not, this piece no. of garbage anymore. But Hoskins referred to the filmmaking couple, while they were filming, as the cock and the cow. And Dennis Hopper, on set, once yelled at the two for three hours straight. That's what I want to do right now. I would yell at them for three hours right now. That's the end of my trivia. Let's move on. Did they ever work again? I didn't look into it, and I don't care. Because if there's any justice in this world, they didn't. Uh, it looks like Rocky Morton did a bunch of music videos, and I think Annabelle also did music videos. I guess that's an acceptable form of work after this. Yeah. Uh, awards? Oh, God. These might be our toughest, but yeah, sure. <clears throat> um, so you start us off with your least favorite character. I hated them all. Yeah, you gotta part. pick one, man. Uh, well, I didn't pick one. I picked two because it's a package deal, and that's Iggy and Spike, which is a shame. It's basically what? one. It's basically one character, and I love both of the actors. It's just the characters were so annoying. And we're not going with least favorite performance. We're going with least favorite character. Correct. We're going with least favorite character, not performance. Yeah. What about you? Uh, I went with, uh, and this is where the clear divide in our new awards comes from, because her performance was actually 
one of the better ones, it was Fiona Shaw as Lena because that character was completely useless in a useless movie. She was way too good to be in this. Did not need to be there. Way too good. Made up character, added too many real elements to this movie. It felt like she was trying. Like she and Samantha Mathis, I think, were the only two performers, the two actors, that were actually trying to do a good job. It's their fault for not realizing that there wasn't a good job to be had here. It's probably a good paycheck, though. But as much as Fiona Shaw, in my opinion, was one of the better actors in the movie by a long shot, I had no love for this character, this stupid jealousy plotline with Bowser. Like, oh, who gives a shit? Now we got to add like a love, like a uh, Lorne character that wants to now undermine him. Just stop. Don't do this. Yeah. It's not necessary. It's pointless. Like most of this movie. Now I'm getting worked up. <laughs> oh, now? I've been yelling for an hour. An hour. Um, favorite character? Uh, to- uh, I guess I usually start. If you <laughs> want to go, you start if you want. I, I, I have to say, I love Toad. Goomba Toad. What about real person Toad? Oh, fuck that guy. <laughs> Goomba Toad. <laughs> yeah, no, it's Goomba Toad all the way. It, it really didn't take much for you, did it? No, it was great. I was, I, I almost picked Yoshi. Oh, dude, I heavily debated Yoshi. Yeah. I don't know. Decent practical effects, a character that actually resembled something that it was from the game. No, it didn't resemble something that was... Oh, you're talking about Yoshi now. I thought you went yeah. back to Toad there. No, no. No. Yeah, it, it, it's Goomba Toad. It was great. Hilarious. I felt I actually felt something for the character multiple times. You're basing your entire favorite character on one scene. No. Two. Well, multiple parts of one scene. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's all it took. Yeah. Well, what else? Am I, what, okay, okay. There's nothing else in this movie. Uh, I actually had something different. Oh, okay. I, I picked uh, Dennis Hopper as President Koopa. Why? Because it's a good character in a terrible everything else, I would actually watch a movie where this character, none of the transformation, de-evolution BS is there, but as a villain, when he goes in as the lawyer and starts bad-mouthing himself to get them on his side, his performance is, I mean, Dennis Hopper, if we were just doing actual performance, might have been the best. Right, he was a fantastic villain. This just there was nothing for him to do here. Yeah, and I mean uh, it's uh, hard to say because he was a terrible King Koopa, but yeah. whoever this person is that he played was not King Koopa. I right. like who he played. I just don't re- just don't recognize them. Dennis Hopper was an amazing actor, crazy for sure, but that doesn't detract from his ability. Um, I just, I, uh. if you can isolate just the scenes of King Koopa in here and actually put him in a decent movie, I think you'd have a great character. Okay. I, I disagree, but like, I, I like the direction you're heading with that. Sure. I mean, it, it's, it is a little bit of mental gymnastics to get myself out of this actual movie to be able to look at it from a different angle, but yes. Yeah. Okay. 
So that was my pick. All right. Uh, what did you have for your favorite or most memorable line? Um, it's a throwaway line. I, it just made me chuckle. Uh, it's Samantha Mathis as Daisy say, uh, when uh, um, Toad presents her with the tongue on a plate. She just says, I'm a vegetarian. I don't eat anything with a face. I was like, all right, that made me smile. Something this movie doesn't re- really do ever. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's pretty understandable. Uh, what's yours? Uh, I had the line where when Daniela, or when Daisy asks, how's Daniela? Is she all right? Referring to if she had found her, in, if they had found her in the room. Yeah. And Mario thinks that she's still out in the real world and says, Daniela, I promised I'd take her to WrestleMania. And the whole reason was because I was like, ah, WrestleMania. I know that. Cool. Yep. A reference to something completely unrelated to video games. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. That's all it took for me to, to skyrocket it to the top of the list. That's bad. That's really bad. Yeah. Like, I, I get why you picked it because that also made me smile. And for the exact same reasons. But if the best line in the movie is reminding you of something that isn't this movie yep we're in trouble guys (laughs) well here's the here's the real moment of truth (laughs) what was your favorite or most memorable moment or scene i i called you earlier today and said i was going over my notes and i realized i didn't pick this scene that's because i couldn't remember any of them there's only two that are in my opinion even eligible for this but every time I tried to think, like, there was nothing memorable. I was going back through the notes. I was like, yeah, not that. Yeah, not that. Not that one either. And I just found every time I tried to, like, focus on a scene, and I just didn't want to think about the movie anymore. All right. Well, I'm supposed to go first. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you two answers, okay? Okay. Uh, and I'm just adjusting this because there is only two potential answers. But not the one that I picked was the final cliffhanger scene of Daisy coming in and raising the gun and saying, you're not going to believe this. Okay? This is a multifaceted reason. The most obvious ones being that it signifies the end of the movie. And watching it in retrospect reminds you that they realize that there's no need for a sequel. Mm -hmm. The actual answer is because it's the first time in the movie where it actually made you wonder, huh, what what is this referencing? Because at no part prior to the movie did you care or wonder about anything that was happening. I'll tell you what is referencing. The end of Back to the Future. <laughs> Fine. But you get what I'm saying. Right? It's your son, Marty. He's an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the answer that I picked, and you're probably not going to like this because I picked it for a reason that I don't think you're going to like, is I, I literally picked Goomba Toad on Fire because I thought... It was hilarious that he was like <laughs> stumbling in the hallway on fire while still playing his harmonica between gasps of help. <laughs> and I feel bad because I'm laughing at my favorite character panicking while he's slowly being burned to death. And that's the highlight. That's a highlight of this movie is when your favorite character is almost dead. <laughs> That's what I picked, man. It was my favorite part. And I mean, for um, yeah, what I- I'm going to switch it up. It's not memorable scene. It's most favorite scene for me. Okay. I laughed so hard at that scene. 
I mean, I thought it was always either most memorable or favorite, but oh, okay. okay. Oh, yeah, no, it's yeah, you're right. I was trying to think what comes to mind when I think of this movie. But Nothing. that is literally the only time watching this movie where I I was actually <laughs> laughing out loud. Maybe that makes me a bit of a a jerk because I'm laughing at the suffering of this poor character. And not just but that, if he, but the, if he wasn't the, playing the harmonica, I don't think it would have gone over as well. But it's the trauma of him having to like drop the plate of food that he went to get a second time for Daisy. He was so excited to bring it to her because she's so she's escaping and she bumps into him in the hallway. He's got the biggest. Well, I think they kind of have permanent smiles on their faces. Yeah. Oh yeah, but it looks like he's smiling even wider than he normally would and he looks down at the plate like oh look what well, i he did is. he and is he, he is smiling flamethrower and he's kind of slowly like jumping up and down leaning forward and you hear the sound uh frank welker doing the the voice effects for all the goombas mutter steamed vegetables and he's so excited <laughs> to hand them to her and, and then, then they just set him on fire <laughs> oh you gotta have a barbecue after you have steamed vegetables oh Oh, okay. All right. I'm crying from laughter now. See? See? There was one good part in this movie. We're up to negative three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh, my God. That I think was it's a... pretty obvious, but for the formality's sake, what is your summi- summarization of your thoughts on this movie? Oh, it's god-awful. It's absolutely terrible. I never want to watch this movie again. I never wanted to watch it again after I saw it the first time. Yeah, I don't recommend it. I I was a huge video game kid growing up. And I was excited for this because I was a huge video game kid. And I watched it and never wanted anything to do with it again. As a kid, I knew that. I've seen Double Dragon more than I've seen Super Mario Brothers. Uh And I hate that movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a lot to hate there, too. But, uh, you know, from what I saw in the trivia, Nintendo had actually even started pre-production on a Metroid movie. Mm -hmm. And this movie came out and was so bad that they were just like, "Eh, we're just going to toss that idea in the garbage. Yeah. I, I I feel really bad for Samantha Mathis in this movie. Do you remember? I mean, she's done some great stuff. Like, but... Think back to Pump Up the Volume. I didn't like her in Pump Up the Volume. Oh, fine. Fairly certain if you go back and listen to that episode, it was my least favorite performance. I don't remember that. Yeah, and you haven't seen Broken Arrow either. Never mind. I did, but oh. it was a long time ago. All right, that's a good one. Yeah, so we both so shit all over this movie. So you recommend this one? Oh, yeah. 10 out of 10. <laughs> We don't do scores, but what would you give this one? One. Really? Wait, out, out of what? Out of ten. Out of, out of ten? Two. No way, that's way too high, man. It's a one. It is clearly a one. You get a one, and that one signifies, congratulations, you made a movie that was released. That is what you get. Two for Burning Toad. No. Yeah, Burning no. Toad. Okay, so, all right. I'm not giving an entire point. For one scene, not a chance. Okay, that's a solid one point five between us. Then, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I don't recommend this movie to anybody. I don't understand anybody who can come out and say this is a cult classic. Like, why? 
why even bad movies you watch with your friends to rip on this doesn't give you the right amount of ammunition for that because it suffers from one of the worst identity crises we've seen from a movie yeah just don't watch this movie ever don't think about it yeah here's how little people actually care about this movie uh, the extended cut where they edited in some scenes the australian blu-ray release of that is just raw edit of the vhs work print tape because they didn't care to work on it or like update it at all nobody cares it's just a cash grab it's terrible this movie sucks this is the worst movie we've ever covered on this show yeah hands down i hands even down. i even re like retract my comments about the howling that you didn't agree with and this is the worst movie that we have covered. Yep. Absolutely terrible. So anyway, that was our thoughts on Super Mario Brothers, if you can call it that. Subpar <sighs> Mario Brothers. Such drivel. And they even tried to shove in reference. Like the cartridge for the stupid jump boots was a bullet bill. That was the yep. best use of a bullet bill. No, no, Sandro, stop. We're done with this. I, I did like there was one reference to the Hammer Brothers, which I enjoyed. We're done. We're done. Sorry, I'll stop. Okay. If you guys want to share your thoughts with us, you can hit us up on social media. We are on Twitter at BS Bargain Bin, Facebook.com slash BS Bargain Bin, or you can leave a comment in the comments section on YouTube. Ben, mm -hmm. it can't be any worse. What are we watching next week? Uh, I actually am going to make you pick between two genres. Oh, I hate when you do this. There's so much pressure. No pressure. None whatsoever. We either get to pick a sci-fi film okay. or a slasher film. Sci-fi or slasher. Which one's longer? They're both roughly the same. They're both roughly the same. Yeah, I think we've done some slashers recently. Let's go sci-fi this time. Okay, well, the next week we are talking 2018's Upgrade. As a quadriplegic, it must be frustrating for you, someone who likes to get things done with their hands. Here's the thing. Four guys murdered my wife. If I could find these men, I'd do it. What if I told you I could offer you something that would enable you to walk again? I call it STEM. A computer chip that has the potential to change everything. It's a new, better brain. I am STEM. The system operating your body for you. Can anybody else hear you? No, only you. May I point something out? In the drone surveillance footage, Sir Brantner, Marine Corps, address 414 Citrus, New Ground. We'll need a plan. I got this. This doesn't seem like a well thought out plan. I need your permission to operate independently. Permission granted! Thank you. in this 
somehow, then you need to let me know. Well, I was in the area, detective. There's a gun implanted inside his head. Stan, what do you think I should do? Move, Gray. Whoa, 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 whoa! Man, you are persistent. I cannot allow us to be killed. We are going to finish the job we started. You didn't know that I'm a ninja. <clears throat> While I am state-of-the-art, I am not a ninja. Until next one, until next week, have a good one, guys. <laughs> All the best, guys. <laughs>